Welcome to Life Science Marketing Radio, the podcast where marketing leaders inside and outside the sciences share their creative ideas and practical approaches to increasing your marketing ROI. Here's your host, Chris Connor. Howdy, folks. Today, we're going to talk about podcasting again. You know, when I started this podcast more than five years ago, I wasn't selling podcast production and content creation like I do now. But once I did suggest a podcast to a prospective client who I thought um, for whom it would be an ideal marketing tactic. And the idea at the time was not well received. That's the best thing I can say about that. Times have changed. Lots of companies are doing podcasts, as are many academic scientists. If you search the Apple directory for life science, you get a long list of podcasts. Today, we're going to talk about one of those that might inspire you to consider whether you have something to add to this community. There is still room for more as listenership is growing and the people who listen to podcasts tend to listen to a lot of them. Let's jump into my episode with Dodie Axelson. Dodie Axelson is the head of communications at Cytiva. And for those of you who haven't been paying attention, that's formerly GE Healthcare. Dodie, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Chris. It, it's actually formerly part of GE Healthcare Life Sciences. GE oh. Healthcare is still going strong. Good to know. Today, we're going to talk about Discovery Matters. Uh, that's your beautifully produced podcast that you co-host with Connor McKechnie. So, yeah, and people should listen to it. It's really, I mean... It's awesome on the science, awesome on the production. And since we're talking about podcasts here, if that's what you're interested in, you should check it out. So tell me a little bit about your background to give people context for why we're talking about this. Well, when I was young and spry, I worked at a news radio station in Seattle, Washington, where I was raised. And uh, I then moved to Sweden and worked for the Swedish radio's um, English program, and eventually landed in corporate communications. And as podcasts started to become a thing, I knew they were a kind of thing that I could do and enjoyed bringing that skill to corporate communications. When did you realize podcasts were becoming a thing and start thinking about that in a corporate context? Oh my goodness. I, well, before I started doing this podcast with Connor, before I actually came to work for the company that became Cytiva, I had personal podcasts. I did one called Get to Know an Average Joe, and I did one called Dodie on the Block because I was obsessed with blockchain for a little while. Um, and, you know, in a previous job, I, uh, I had given somebody on my team the assignment to make a news podcast, news from our company, do a podcast. Uh, so, you know, podcasts have been part of the repertoire for me as a, as a corporate communications person for, would it be right if I said around five years? But of course, I've been personally obsessed with podcasts for more like 10 or more. Wow. Yeah. So you are one of the early early adopters well probably we radio people are i guess yeah, makes total sense you're already in the audio world right and recording so then for 
tell me if I'm wrong, but now it's just, where do we put it? Right. It's a new, it's a new channel to put it out on. Well, that's, right. yeah. So this podcast started roughly in 2015. So yeah, five years and it goes by fast, but I realize, you know, the, the old timers, if you go to a podcast convention, oh, 2007, I was doing this. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, which took a lot more work and they were harder to get to. So those guys were really persistent in, in believing, okay, this is worth it because you couldn't just get them on your phone automatically. You had to right. plug your iPod into your Mac and tell them what you wanted. Right. With regard to Discovery Matters, what what's the mission of, of that podcast? Why do you guys do that? We do it because we are curious about scientific discoveries, and we think that there are stories behind those discoveries that should be told, and I think they should be told in a conversational way. And we, we don't do product marketing in the podcast because this is not where we want to make a sale. It's where we want to have that conversation. So we want to invite people. I mean, we have, we've interviewed competitors and that is okay Ah. because we think it doesn't matter where you work. If you're smart and you know what you're talking about, come and talk to us. I'm going to say, I love that idea because every competitor I have pretty much has been on this podcast and really they're different enough that probably doesn't matter. There's a big pie out there. Yeah, exactly. you're providing value to your customers and theirs and them. So, and just builds good relationships. Uh, and our employees, our colleagues, you know, our colleagues like it. And if you're going to have a podcast, you must make it external. Even if it is a, a motivational tool for your colleagues, they have to be able to access it when they are commuting as well. And yes, every intranet now today is mobile and accessible behind VPNs or what have you, but it's just so much easier to make the podcast available on all possible podcast platforms. So why insist on making it internal? Just have it be interesting enough to also appeal to your colleagues. Sure. So do you ever have Cytiva employees as guests? We did this summer. We had an intern uh, working for us this summer, and she um, was interested in doing an episode. So we we said, okay, let's do a, a send-up of, I don't know if you watch Portlandia. I love Portlandia. It's hilarious. I think and, my daughter probably watches oh, it. Oh, really? But I well, there's a, there's a skit called Did You Read? And it's basically um, Carrie and... Uh, I've lost his name, Fred, Carrie and Fred sitting across the table from each other talking about really esoteric articles in the back pages of esoteric publications. And they are just one-upping each other all the time. (laughs) It's so much fun. And so Connor and I thought we should do that. We should have kind of a send up of that and a combination of another great podcast called There's No Such Thing as a Fish, where four brilliant producers of the program QI uh, just talk about facts that they have read during the week. 
And so we picked a colleague of ours, Casey Palumbo, who is smart and fantastic and energetic. And we got on a Teams phone call and recorded each other just talking, kind of one-upping each other and sharing facts and having a little bit of fun. (laughs) That sounds awesome. Your format is different than most, and I'm going to ask you how you record it. But so for people who don't listen, well, describe your format, how you and Connor interact and kind of the structure of your podcast. Sure. It was actually Fair is Fair. It's the idea of our executive producer, Andrea Killen. And Connor and I tell each other the story. So one week, I will tell Connor about a person that I interviewed who knows everything there is to know about cryogenics. And maybe it'll be a couple of interviews. And uh, and Connor will ask questions. And either the narrative or the guest will answer questions that Connor asks in the course of the conversation. And then we swap it. The next week, Connor will tell me a story. And I will ask him questions and the guest or the narrative will answer those questions. So it, the what I like about it is you two are talking to each other. There's sort of a magic to it. Like he asked you a question and you say, oh, funny you should ask. Here's what this person had to say about that, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it's um, – so you're it's – the magic of a podcast to me is listening in on a conversation at all. So now you're listening in on your conversation with Connor. And then there's another layer where you like magically pull in these other people. Right. And um, it's just very, it's very interesting and engaging that way. Um, Thank you. Thank so you. when I was going to ask then when you've got these other guests or, how you think about is because it seems now pretty broad. I mean, all the stories are science related, but you also clearly have room for a little humor and entertainment. So how did you all think about that? I think as podcast fans, all three of us, myself, Connor and Andrea knew that we wanted to be human about it. Um, yes, there is a huge business behind biotech and science is a very serious undertaking and it is incredible and you can sit back in awe at everything but most people remember things when there's a dose of humor and I just think I also prefer the stories that make me smile somehow that bring lightness and so we just know that we're looking for that And as soon as you start questioning people, you dig a little bit and you you will find that anecdote where somebody will be like, yeah, I actually spent three sleepless nights and eventually we realized, oh, I know, Uh, here's a good example, is in our first episode, we talk about the discovery of Cephadex. And what happened was somebody was supposed to leave a refrigerator on. And I think they turned off the electricity and in the morning they discovered that something had happened, this chemical reaction had happened that actually became Cephadex. And so a happy mistake became this discovery. And just by investigating a little bit, digging a little bit, you can find that 
happy accident or that funny anecdote that gives the story life. You know how that is to dig, dig, dig through a story like that, right? Sure. Yeah. So what? So first of all, for the marketers listening who weren't brought up in science, Cephidex is kind of a gel. It's used in chromatography beads, right? right? It's sort of a matrix for which a lot of science happens. But with all your episodes and including talking about Cephidex, scientists, whether they use Cephidex or not, they're curious about how other scientists do their work. And that's really how you attract an audience. Right. Let's think about your audience. Like, what was your, how did you decide your target? How, oh. do you, how would you describe it? And to say, who are we going to go after and with what? Right. So, shame on me. Every marketer listening is probably going to give me the collective eye roll because we went for the everyone. We went for we want people who are interested. People who like a podcast will find this podcast. There's no sales target on on the podcast. It's really a brand builder. And, you know, we like that our fellow colleagues are listening to this. And when we learn that a customer has listening and a customer is has been listening and a customer told us, a couple of weeks ago that she started listening to Discovery Matters and it made her run faster. <laughs> so that is delight for us. And so when we get that one bit of feedback, that is a victory to us. We're not looking for a million listeners. We're not looking, we wouldn't complain, but we did not go the traditional define your audience route. We just wanted well, to tell I, great yeah. stories. I'm still at a hundred thousand, so boy, totally hurrah! Hurrah! <laughs> yeah, I wish. Anyway, was it a hard sell, or did you were you, you given kind of a free reign just to do a podcast at all? Like we were given free reign. You have a great idea. You want to tell great stories? Go do it. I like that, and like you say. Yeah, it makes sense that the audience is everyone. If you're doing a podcast about science, first of all, your podcast would be interesting to people who are not scientists. Right. But Thank very you. That's interesting, the idea. I think, to people who would be also scientists. And as you say, I, I personally think it's all about building a brand. The original content marketers were people selling detergent on soap operas. <laughs> That's right. Um, so you know, right. They created that content for an audience so that they could. They created an entire genre. That's right. So let's talk about how do you come up with topics? How do you and Connor decide? How do you find those people or say, we should find out about cryogenics? That is, that's <laughs> Connor's personal obsession, but he's moved on now to uh, fungi. Uh, so there will be an episode in the near future about fungi. Uh, it is, it's whatever we're curious about. This happens in conversation. This happens ideas from our colleagues. We did um, an episode about oligonucleotides and we had a beautiful patient story in that episode. And we're going to do another episode about that. So it's, it's a combination of, you know, conversational What's interesting to me, the episode on cryogenics was our producer, Andrea Killen, who said, 
I tried this, I tried going into one of those cryotherapy units. Um, and a big part of our business is cryogenics for cell and gene therapy. And I think what's the bridge between that pop therapy and serious scientific endeavors to teach our bodies to heal themselves? Why not go for a story like that? Right? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. You did mention the person who said your podcast makes them run faster. Yes. So everybody listening should know that measurement in the podcast world is probably podcasters' least favorite topic. It's so <laughs> hard. It's, it's kind of sticky. Yeah. The way they're distributed, you can count downloads, but you don't know if anybody listened. You don't know how, how many, long they listen. Yeah, and how many... Um, places get further distributed after the one that was counted and so on. So what's important for you all? Feedback. It's as simple as people tell you. When we share one of our podcast links anywhere, we share it if it's on social media or if it's on our company intranet and somebody comments and says, my favorite part of that episode was... 20 minutes in when you and Connor said this, or I loved the interview that you did about checking facts in science advertising. All of that feedback is what is meaningful. Yeah, I think that's really helpful. First of all, that's what you want, right? That's The reality is there are many people who won't do that. So when you get one... <laughs> That's right. Like, if you catch a fish in a lake, you didn't catch the only fish. That's exactly right. <laughs> there, there have to be many fish for you to find one. That's so, right. Um, but um, it can be discouraging up to that point if you have a podcast and you're not getting that feedback. Certainly, if you put it out on social media, you should get some immediate feedback that people saw it, they liked the idea, assume they listened to it. But when you get that first person that reaches out actively to you and says, hey, I love that thing, then you know you've got it going on. Exactly. And I have your what? podcast. I've subscribed and I am a regular listener. And I, well, you know, it's it's teaching me something every time I listen to another episode. Well, I very much appreciate that. I, I'm going to, I'll brag a little bit that. I found you because you wrote a Medium article that mentioned this podcast and compared it to Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, which was the nicest thing. My wife just like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) And your wife was like, she's right. Or It's not, you know, when you sit out to make a podcast, that's not necessarily the goal. But when you hear that and you go, oh, yeah, I'll take that. (laughs) My gosh. (laughs) That's a good one. So. Let's shift a bit to the the line between marketing and communications because you're a communications person, but I don't think there's any communications that doesn't have a little bit of marketing in it. How does how does the communications fit in with marketing, at least in your experience? I think it's really blurred. I think it's really interesting. It, it used to be so formal. Marketing was just about selling and being close to customers. And this is going way back now. And 
communications was really reputation management and sweet talking journalists and making sure you can pitch your story to journalists. And that is still true today, I think on both sides, but to such, it's so much less than it used to be. And it's so much less clear because of course, now we're really selling our story to journalists and tracking that and in a similar way that in marketing, every asset that you put out should be tracked and has a very particular target audience. I just think we, we, we're all storytellers. We still have different audiences, but we all want to measure, we all want to target, and we have to work together because our story should be the same if we're coming from the same company. We just have to tweak it to go to a different target. In the past, maybe communications was telling the story of the business and marketing was telling the story of the products. And now with the internet and everybody can produce content, everyone, as you say, is a storyteller and all those stories are relevant. And now you just have to fit them together. Right. And I think marketing tells the story of the business a lot and communications still tells the story of the business, but communications also tells stories of the products and marketing tells stories of the products. And then you've got brand, which is also telling stories of the business and telling stories of the company and appealing to people who might come and work for this company. And marketing communications brand it's just the trinity i think it everybody stands together and it's just much more stable than one department not working with another yeah you mentioned something there that we haven't really talked about on this podcast a lot and that is employer branding mm-hmm. telling the story to attract talent essentially right Is that part of your responsibility? It is not, and nor am I an expert on it. I am interested in it. And of course, we we link over to our brand director, and she's got somebody who's an expert in employer brand. And of course, we work closely with human resources. All of that is very interesting. And we, we dip in just a little bit, but we're not the experts on employer brand. Well, neither am I. It's probably revealed by the next question. But okay. um, I'm just thinking if I were the person responsible, I would be thanking you for your content. It's the kind of thing that says we are hip for a lack of a better word. I mean, you hear those stories and you go, that's the kind of company I want to work for. At least I would. Because, wow. Listen, it, they're engaging. They don't sound formal. Um, and this is a complete tangent, but I'm going to go off on the thing that bothers me the most about human resources is I don't think people consider a job description enough in the terms of brand <laughs> when they write them and put them out and they're looking for people. Because yeah. a lot of them, you're just going, wow, those guys sound I I don't even want to, I don't know how to say it, but it's, it's not attractive. Let's put it that way. 
it's hard to write job descriptions, isn't it? But I think you're right. It's, yeah, it's, it's not enough. Job description doesn't do the trick. Well, we're totally off the topic of podcasts. Um, this has been fantastic. Dodie Axelson, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to share this with me. I hope it's inspiring to people. Um, no one should be afraid to create a podcast. Um, there's still plenty of room in the pool for Amen everybody. to that. That's <laughs> right. Thank you, Chris. Great to talk. Yeah, my pleasure. Dodie gave us a great example of how to do a marketing podcast without ever mentioning your company or your product. Ask yourself, what kinds of things would my target audience be interested in and give that to them? It could be anything from career advice, science, leadership, any number of things might be helpful. It's a long-term strategy to be sure, but results just get better and better over time as new listeners find your podcast and they go back and listen from the beginning. In my next episode, I'll be talking with Michael Ray Scott about LinkedIn and LinkedIn stories. So make sure you are subscribed and tell two friends because if you like the podcast, you certainly know someone else who will like it too. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.